Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I'm your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and today we are celebrating my third year anniversary doing this podcast with Voice America, and it has gone by so fast. And when I first started, I just never thought I would be doing it for this long. So I am just incredibly grateful for everybody who's helped me along the way. And for all of you who have been listening to the show and sharing it with your friends and commenting it and giving me feedback, I really, really love it. If this is the very first time you are joining us at Fearlessly Authentic, this is the show where we educate, empower, entertain you a little bit and inspire you to live your most fearlessly authentic life. Because in my opinion, if we're not living our most fearlessly authentic lives, then what are we doing here? Not that um, you can't be living a wonderful life, but to me, because I lived so many years in fear of trusting my God and standing up to like living and trusting myself, stepping into my power and truth, that now that I do it, most of the time, I'd say 99% of the time, um, I can't imagine living in any other way and living my most authentic life without fearing taking risks is really important to me. And that's what I've always tried to do when I have helped other people, you know, like the clients I have, my daughters, my husband, and people who I care about. And you guys, especially because you're coming here and listening so you can take away something that's important to you and um, and try to live your most fearlessly authentic life. So it's been um, a wonderful three years and I will keep doing this for as long as I could talk because it just gives me so much joy and I have learned so much about myself from the variety of guests I've had on the show and the people who have just given their time and offered their wisdom, their insights have been incredibly vulnerable in sharing their stories with all of you. You know, um, so many of their stories have allowed me to feel more confident in opening about things that maybe I wasn't so comfortable sharing. And I thought, well, if they can share that story, I can share that story. Or maybe I've taken a step back and said, well, maybe I should try this. And so it's with a lot of um, gratitude and love that I thank all of you for listening. And and you guys at Voice America, I love you. And um, without your help, I would, wouldn't have been able to do this because they... <laughs> They hold me accountable. I've got to show up here every single Thursday to do this show or record a show before that so it can air on a Thursday. The show airs every single Thursday, whether I'm doing it live, which I am doing it live right now, <clears throat> or I'm pre-recording it because maybe I'm not available to do it live. 
but it is very exciting for me to do a live show because I know that um, it's just, you know, a thrill for me to get on here. And I still get butterflies, you know, when I was hearing the, the intro and thank you, Aaron, Aaron is sending me all these messages. He is like the OG from uh, Voice America helping me get on here and, and just making me feel very confident in, in my messages every single week. So thank you, Aaron. Shout out. And, um, you know, to get on here live and know that like nothing can be taken out of what I'm saying unless I, I say something horrible, which they'll edit out. But in the live show, obviously, none of that can be taken out. And I do get this incredible adrenaline rush in knowing that I'm on. It's sort of like it reminds me of when I competed in fitness shows and it was just like, okay, my number's up. I'm, I'm watching the girl in front of me walk out on the stage and I have, I, I have no place else to run to. I've got to show up to this mic and I had to show up on stage. And again, so for those of you who are listening to um, the show for a first time, welcome to Fearlessly Authentic once again. And for those who are, are, have been regular listeners, um, I'm so grateful for you. Um, for listening. But for those of you who don't know me, I'm going to give you a little bit of information about me, sort of the way I introduce my guests, because I do forget that even though I have listeners that listen every single week, that maybe they don't know my backstory. And I think that to me, when I start listening to a new podcast, I always like to know, well, how did this host get here? Why did they why are they talking about this topic or why are they creating these topics? What was the reason? Because there's always some backstory for why somebody felt they needed to share a story. And it's usually to help other people. And I think that's what so many of us get from podcasts. We want it to, um, we want to take away some value or as I say at the beginning of the show, be entertained. So I'm hoping to give you all of those things to educate and empower, but also entertain you. So you can take that information and inspire others to do the same thing or take that to be inspired yourself. So a little bit about my story, a little bit about me, just so you know who is talking here, is that I am 62 years young and I was married in my old life for 17 years and have two daughters now, almost 34 and 30. And they are the reason why I push myself so often. They are the re they are my reason why. Even at this crusty old age, they still are my why in so many ways because for those of you who have children, um, you realize that whether your children are six months old or much older like my daughters are, they're, they're always looking to their parents as role models. As much as you think that they're not looking at you as a role model, they're not watching you, they're not hearing your words, they always are. So I've always tried to be that positive role model for my daughters and they make me a better person. They really, really do. They They push me to where I do step over fear and I do get over it and I do become a better human being because of the risks that I've take, taken that maybe my daughters have pushed me to do. So 
Um, it wasn't until my 40s that I started, after I got divorced, that I, I started taking more risks because I realized, wow, life is going really, really fast for me. And I I need to hurry up and figure this out. And so as a stay-at-home mom, I had basically taken 20 years off from the workplace. And I was a buyer before I, a buyer in women's clothing for a big department store. And so I stopped when I had my daughter in 1989 and was devoted to my family. So it wasn't until almost 20 years later that I was going back into the workforce. So I had this great opportunity to figure out who I wanted to be again, to recreate who I was because to be honest with you, I didn't know who I was anymore. I had gotten lost in my marriage and I was only, my only identity was wife and mother. And I'm sure a friend and sister and daughter, those things too, but my main role in life was mother and wife. And I didn't really know where Jody fit in anymore. I, I didn't recognize myself but the thing that I stayed true to doing all the time was getting into the gym and making sure that I felt physically fit. And as a result of that, I was mentally fit as well. So going through a divorce, anybody who's gone through one, and I know there are too many people who have experienced divorced, but it's okay. We get stronger from it and hopefully live better lives from it as well. That you know sometimes we we lose ourselves and going through divorce is a very traumatic thing for those of you where it hasn't been traumatic good for you but for most people it is a very traumatic thing especially if there are children involved and you want to lessen that as much as you can and you as the parent need to be a very strong role model once again because your children's lives are changing a lot and so i really had to figure out who I wanted to be and show my daughters once again, like who I was. So I went into doing it much more. I had always been training clients, always been teaching, um, teaching classes. So I was always in fitness for since, since the eighties. And, but then I stepped it up because I thought, well, what do I love to do? And what am I really good at? And it was always fitness, fitness and health, working out, training clients, training, teaching classes and so on. So I went back into that. And the other thing that I wanted to do was to um, compete in fitness shows. And when I was married, I wasn't quote unquote allowed to do that. So once I was divorced, I put that in my bucket list and said, okay, this is what I am going to work on doing once I know I get fitted into my schedule now being a single mom. So fast forward, I'm a trainer. I'm building up my clientele. My daughters are growing. It's everybody's doing well. And I decide um, at the age of 47 that I'm going to start competing in fitness shows. And at the age of 49, competing in two world shows and winning two consecutive world shows at the age of 49, when all my friends and family, including my daughters, told me not to do it. My daughters thought I was going to look like a man and have big muscles. And my friends told me I was too old. And why in God's name would I ever want to get on stage in a bikini in stripper heels to compete? And I thought, because I can. 
And I knew that it was going to, I didn't know, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't really know it was going to take me to the next level of self-awareness. We weren't using words like that in 2009. I just knew that pushing myself to that limit, to someplace I had never been to, um, getting on stage, competing. I had never done anything competitive in my life except rowing crew for a year in college. Other than that, when I was a cheerleader in high school, we didn't compete. So that just gave me uh, this this mental um, strength of confidence that I never, never knew that I had. I thought, wow, I'm I'm really have this strong mental capacity that I never knew I had. So if I had never competed before, I would have never, ever known that I do this, could do this. And that's why it's so important to step over your fears, embrace your fears, whatever it is that you need to do in order to, as they say now, and I don't mean to sound like an old fart lady, is level up, right? We want to level up. I didn't know I was doing any of those things. I just do. I just did it. I, I wanted to be a better person. I wanted to be the best fitness competitor I could ever be. I wanted to win. And the winning was never about money or talking about it on social media because we didn't have social media back then. In 2009, we had, what was it? We had Facebook, but I think Facebook was really like for college kids to meet their college roommates. You know, it wasn't a place for older people in their 40s to get onto. It was for the younger kids like MySpace. That's what it was I was trying to think of, like MySpace. So that took me to a level of confidence that I didn't have because after my divorce in 2002, I, when I tell you guys, I had no confidence. I did not know who I was. I did not have any self-esteem. And I lacked confidence like you wouldn't believe. I was not interested in finding another man to become my husband. I was only interested in going out on dates when my daughters were with their dad. Because I was, I hadn't dated since my 20s. So I, I had to do a lot of work on myself inside to figure out who I was and what I wanted again. And that meant that I had to believe in myself enough to take the risks. So I I don't have the title for this show yet because I wanted to see how it went today when I did the live show, but I did write down that I thought I was going to name this episode, not happy third anniversary to Fearlessly Authentic, but wins, losses, learning, and celebrating, because it's all about becoming self-aware. And how do we become self-aware? We have to have desires to do things, become things, and then we have to be committed to doing those things. And that leads us to discipline, consistency, commitment, and having tenacity and the the wherewithal to stay in the game. Because if we can't stay consistent within the game, we're never, ever going to hit those goals. And even with this podcast, I mean, this is my 100th 
and 78th episode. Erin, did you hear that? Woo! And I just can't believe it. But again, if I wasn't committed to doing this and getting better, then I I would have just maybe stopped after a year. I don't know. I stayed with it because I believed in the messaging. I believed in the people that I was having on the show. I believed that I had people to help me do it. And I made sure that I was being held accountable. Like accountability is really, really important. That's why I have clients because they need to be be held accountable. People don't really understand that when they come to um, a fitness coach, a personal trainer, whatever it is, but it really, at the end of the day, yes, there are a lot of reasons why people decide to work with trainers and coaches and so on, but most people um, are looking for accountability. So it's once you find what your belief, your desires, your goals are, you also want to find a coach, a trainer, somebody to help you hold yourself accountable and execute the desires that you have to hit that goal, right? I know that's a lot of words that I'm throwing in there. It's the consistency, it's the commitment, it's the discipline, it's the resilience, and it's the execution. Not necessarily in that order. I didn't put them in order. I threw down these words as I was ranking my notes for the show. But that resilience is so important. And I I, I don't think we talk about that because as much it's kind of a hard topic to talk about and in doing this show for 3 years it it did take some resilience because there were some shows that i thought really sucked or that i didn't ask enough really good questions or i wasn't in control of the entire interview and maybe somebody talked too much and didn't make their point or maybe i was talking too much and didn't make my point but I usually know by the time I finish a show how it feels in my gut. And that's why your gut instincts are something you should really depend on because they really do <clears throat> help you lead the road to the path th- th- where you can really thrive. And sometimes we're afraid to take that path, you know, the road to the least resistance to me. I never went down that road. Never, ever, ever. I wish that I could have. I remember knowing people in my life who would take the path to least resistance. I didn't. I took the path that was going to be the toughest one because I think deep down my whole life, I always wanted to become a better human being. So celebrate who you are and the wins, the losses, Because from the wins and the losses, hopefully you've learned something about yourself and the life that you want to live and how you can celebrate yourself and the wonderful people around you that support you and maybe the people you don't even know yet. So I'm I'm just so excited and happy to be here doing this show by myself and talking about the things that have gotten me this far. So that was a little bit about me. I didn't I I sort of went off a little bit and I apologize, but after the fitness shows, after the wins at the fitness shows, which gave me a, a lot more confidence, I went on to open up my fitness studio, uh, brick and mortar. And I had that up until this past September. 
And within that time, I continued to compete uh, pretty much one show a year, I would say, because I wanted to keep my um, stilettos, my stripper heels in the game. And so my last show was after my mom had her stroke. I was 56. And I wanted to really celebrate my mom by because she had become paralyzed on her entire right side and 80% speech impaired. And I wanted to celebrate the vibrance of her and uh, kind of be those legs that she no longer had anymore. So I went back on stage at 56, competed in the 45 and over, which is the oldest that they have in this federation that I competed in. And I came in second in a world show and I lost to, I always like to say, I lost to a tall, a tall blonde, the opposite of what I look like. And she was 45 years old. So to me, I felt like I won the short division and it was a wonderful way to go out. And then two years later, I competed to be included in Sports Illustrated Swim Issue. It's an iconic issue of Sports Illustrated, the swim issue. And it just came out, which is why it's so relevant to even talk about it today. Um, Their issue just came out, I think, on Monday. They have Martha Stewart on the cover. They have three three covers, but Martha Stewart's on one of the covers and she's 81. So shout out to her. Um, but I I competed as just as a normal person who had no celebrity to them, was not an actress, was not a singer, was not a model, was just a regular person who was celebrating her age and wanted to be the voice of women who we're not being heard and we're not being seen. I feel that so many publications overlook the older woman. And yes, the older woman is being celebrated more now. Martha Stewart, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, you know, um, I'm I'm just thrilled that the older woman is being applauded. Those women that I just mentioned are all in their 80s. I'm not there yet. Um, but it's it's really like I feel that society overlooks the woman over 55 because that woman has gone through a lot of life changes and they're not always seen and heard. They're not considered necessarily sexual beings anymore. Their children are grown. And a lot of women over 55 who have gone through menopause are kind of struggling maybe struggling mentally what it's what's it like not to have kids in the house anymore what's it like to um you know what's going on with my body why am i gaining weight a lot of women go through this a lot it's called postmenopause and so those women are kind of still cast to the side think about it how many women have you seen between the ages of 55 and let's say 65, who are being acknowledged for looking amazing, doing amazing things, and being applauded for who they are at this age. Because a lot of women between those ages, 55 and 65, are very, very lost. So not to take it away from anyone who is over 80, because I hope that I am one of those women when I'm in my 80s. But, um, you know, I still think that there's that gap 
Um, and that's why I tried out for Sports Illustrated Swim because I wanted to be the face and the voice for women over 55. And who knows, I might go back and try out again. We'll just see. So that is my story. And that's it. So bye. No, I'm only kidding. Um, so it's been it's been a lot. It's been a great year. Uh, again, amazing guests that I've had on my show. And after the break, I'm going to talk about a few of the guests that I've had on my show, sort of repeat women that have been on. I think there was one man um, that I've had repeatedly on the show just because I really love their message and we have a great vibe and great conversations about it. But things that I've gone through in the last year that I've celebrated, one of them is that I no longer, I closed my studio. And so it had been a very long time, you know, 34 years of training clients and uh, let's see, and 15 years of having a brick and mortar studio and lifting those weights and handing them, but well, it's been 34 years of lifting weights and giving them to other clients. And it was, it was a good time for me to retire and really focus on the podcast. And honestly, you guys, I just wanted to chill. I wanted to just do this podcast and just sort of give myself a break and focus on my health and wellness. And as I have shared on the podcast and on social media, I also, after I closed the studio, I decided to do something for myself that could have been a little controversial uh, being in the fitness industry is that I decided to get a tummy tuck. And I didn't get a tummy tuck for weight loss because my weight was perfectly fine. Um, and for those of you thinking about getting a tummy tuck, do not do it for weight loss. It is not a weight loss fix at all. You should be within five to 10 pounds of your ideal weight. It was to get rid of loose skin and to tighten my abdominal muscles that were stretched out from having two babies. And it was just time for me to focus on myself. And um, I wish I did it sooner. But more about that after the break, we're going to take a break. And then I'm going to get into a bunch of my amazing guests that I've had who have just really taught me so much. And I'm just incredibly grateful to have met them and consider them my friends now. And they are always so wonderful on the show. And then just going over a few things that I hope that what I've learned um, can teach you a few things as well. So I'll be back in a few minutes and um, see you in a few. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, following this meal plan can help you get there. 
The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code podcast to get 25% off. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. Send an email to info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. That's info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. Now, back to Fearlessly Authentic. Welcome back, everybody, to the third anniversary of Fearlessly Authentic. This is episode 178. Thank you so much for joining me. And if you are new to the show, welcome to Fearlessly Authentic, where we educate, empower, entertain you a bit and inspire you to live your most fearlessly authentic life. So in the first half of the show, I I explained who I was a little bit. For those of you who didn't know who I was and have been listening for a while, I know that I always like to know who I'm talking to and you know what their background is. Are they full of it or do they really know what they're talking about? Trust me, I know what I'm talking about and I'm very vulnerable on here too. And uh and I've become more vulnerable because I do not have all the answers, but hopefully if I don't know the answers, I am willing to go and learn. And that's what the beauty of this show is about. You know, I was thinking that there were so many podcasts that came out during the pandemic. And to be fair, mine, even though my launch date was May 21st, 2020, um, the preparation for the show started in February. So I was really a pre-pandemic podcast. And I know a lot of the podcasters and podcasts have died off because, you know, it was a thing to do during quarantine. And then when everybody started getting back to normal, a lot of the podcasts fell uh, fell to a wayside. And another reason why I am proud of this podcast and the listeners that I have is because we have just continued to go and go and go going back to my consistency and commitment and discipline and execution to having something that's important to you because without the consistency, without the desire and the belief, so the desire was to have a podcast. The belief was that I could do one 
And then I needed to execute the discipline to commit to doing it every single week. So if you are looking to try something, take a risk on something, make sure that your belief in you doing so in executing this plan out, that you do have a plan, that you believe in it and yourself enough to execute that plan and then be consistent. So you have the desire, the belief, the consistency, and the discipline. And that will always get you to do the work and to be very, very successful because nothing happens without effort. Effort equals results slash success. So that's with, if you think of anything in your life, nothing is done without putting the effort into it. And it reminds me of like when my daughters would do homework and say it didn't come out great or whatever. I'd say, did you really try? And even for myself right now. So I don't know what commercial ran during the break over here, but um, just a side note, I created um, a meal plan. It was called the Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan uh, after Sports Illustrated because so many women, okay, Jody Fit ran, thank you. Uh, so you heard the meal plan and I created that in 2019 after Sports Illustrated because I received global headlines. And so if you Google me, you can see it everywhere. I, I was on everything on, I was on the cover of the New York Post. And there were so many women that reached out to me and said, but tell us how you eat. Tell us how you work out. Please, please, please tell us. And 80% of what you look like and you feel like is in the in what you're putting in your body. So if you're not eating healthy, if you're not sleeping, if you're not, let's just talk about the food just really quickly. If you're not eating the right foods that are going to help you with energy and build and maintain your muscle mass, then you're risking injury and you're risking osteoporosis and all types of things that you don't start feeling until you get older. So I'm revising that because it's time to revise it and um, it will be coming out very soon. I'm hoping that within the next six weeks, I will have it out there. You'll be able to buy it on Amazon. And I've just been a little, uh, let's just say it, I've been procrastinating on it because there's so much more information I want to add to it. But I do have the belief. I do have the desire do I have the desire? Yes, I do have the desire. So there is there is the discipline. So now I, I, I think that it was more in the execution. So I was pausing a little bit on it and I was procrastinating because I didn't have somebody who can help me. And now I found somebody. So it, it really is in that the belief, the desire, the execution, the discipline, all of those things work beautifully together. So you can hold me to it within six weeks. I will have a book on Amazon that is going to help you feel your absolute best. It's going to be better than ever. And I'm very excited about it going out. So there, you got to hold me accountable. All right. I wanted to share a few things that I learned about hosting a podcast really quickly. We all learn from the things that we do. And hopefully the things that we choose to do make us happier, more fulfilled, more joyful, for me, education is everything. The more you learn, there used to be a commercial out like in the 80s, the more you know, the more you learn, the more you know. It's just so incredibly true. I think it runs on the Bravo channel or something now. I was watching it with my daughter when I was in Miami last week. And so it it's very, very true. So I didn't know anything about being a podcast host, but I tried and I learned. And 
the most important one of one of the most important things that I learned is that I vibe with almost everybody that I talk to, but there are definitely people that there's not that common vibe. And I know you all know what I'm talking about. So what I've always tried to do as a podcast podcast host is to interview my guests before they get on the show, you know, maybe 15 minutes and get to know them. And that has been a wonderful thing for me because I, I get an idea of how they answer questions, how much they talk and how much they really want to share. So going into the interview, if it's a live show, like this live radio show is right now, if we're not vibing, it kind of sucks. And the listener may not know that, but I know it. And that's what I've, one of the things that I've learned that really works well for me um, is to just chat with the person um, unless I'm getting a really good feel for their social media. But, you know, it's sometimes people, I've also had people on my show that are one personality on their social platforms and a different personality um, when I have them on the show. So, you know, if you're thinking about having a podcast or a live radio show, make sure that you talk to your guest first to make sure that you do you do vibe with the guest. And the other thing that I learned that was something that I always wanted to learn and worked on doing in my whole adult life thus far is something that my guest, David Meltzer, said, be more interested than interesting. Be more interested than interesting, which also means to me, be a really good listener. And I used to be a long, long time ago, that girl that just wanted to tell my story. Yeah, I was kind of interested in what you had to say, but I was more interested in telling my story. I admit that it's not an attractive trait. And whether you are a host or the guest, it's always really, really good to be a good listener. Because you pick up cues, you listen, and you listen for if you are a host, you can learn from other hosts. And if you're a guest, you could always be learning more about how to be a better guest. The more times you're a guest on somebody's show, the better you are a guest on more shows. So being a good listener has been something that I've enjoyed learning again the more I shut my mouth and just listened and was more interested then I I didn't worry about, oh, am I being interesting? No, I was more interested in being interested now than being interesting. So when I when it's just me here doing a solo show and talking about myself, I sometimes get the the ick a little bit like, oh, I don't want to talk about myself so much, but I do feel that at this juncture right now at three years in, it's a good time for me to share with all of you who I am because there are a lot of new listeners. So, but it, I, I, I guess I, I have to take a few steps back and just realize that I am offering information that is useful to you because you might find my backstory not that interesting. And you might say, okay, well, thanks a lot. I know what you're about, or this is really great. And I know somebody who would like it. Hopefully you're all loving the show. 
and you're learning something. So being being more interested than interesting is just a great, great thing that I learned from the amazing David Meltzer, who was a guest on the show. So grateful for that. And in the past three years, I've had some repeat guests. And I just, it brings a smile to my face because they've become friends of mine. And not that we've, I've only met two of them in real life. And I'm looking at the list. Yeah, I've only met two of them, two of the five in real life. And hopefully I'll meet all of them um, someday in person. But I want to just go through some of them just to give you an idea of the the vast um, categories that we've talked about on the show and about how in those different areas of your life, you can be fearlessly authentic. So the people that I choose to be guests on the show are people who have overcome some type of obstacle like fear, but it could be drugs, alcohol, domestic abuse, narcissism. It could be toxic relationships. It could be a lot of those things, but usually the things that keep us from moving on from whatever is toxic in our life is the fear of what it what would i be like if i didn't drink alcohol what would i be like if i didn't take drugs what would i be like if i wasn't in this relationship i only know toxicity i only know what it's like to be with a narcissistic person i only know what it's like to have crappy sex you know but i i love the guy or whatever it could be so in learning all of these things it gives us it empowers us with that knowledge and then it gives us the confidence to take those steps that we might have been afraid of. So my guests are people who are who've either experienced these things themselves and are helping people either with products or services so they don't have to waste the time that my guests might have had in their relationships or in their life or wherever whatever aspect of their life that they struggled with. So from struggles bring us our strength, right? So that is those are the types of people that I have on the show um which they have just inspired me so much. So I like to talk about dating even though I'm married. I like to talk about dating because I think so many people struggle with dating at different ages whether they are my daughter's ages in their 30s, 20s, 50s or 60s and I especially um find that I was talking to somebody over 60 and she is a very successful person, has her own money, has brought up very successful children, and she finds it so hard to find somebody. And so I've had Ask Nelly, that is her handle, Ask Nelly. She is a dating expert. And I've had her on the show a couple of times. We met during the pandemic. Um via TikTok. And I was just really impressed with her no bullshit knowledge about how to find the right kind of guy. And so she's been on the show a couple of times and relationships fascinate me. And I'm always trying to learn as much as I can to help other people throw out their best person so they can find their best person. Because if we're not our best, then we can't find our best. 
If you feel shitty about yourself, if you are struggling in some part of your life, you are more than likely going to attract that person because trust me, if you're not at your best and you find somebody who is like jumping on their white horse and say, I'll save the day, trust me, I've been with that kind of man. You don't want to be with, you know, a guy jumping on his white horse unless you are 100% good with who you are. Because either being in a relationship, this is what I've learned from Nellie and my own, my own experiences is that you don't want to be with somebody who you're going to have to fix. And you don't want to be with somebody who's going to help fix you. You need to come to a relationship whole. Sure, we're not perfect. They're not perfect. But let's just say you've got your both, you know, your mind, body, and soul are in a really, really balanced, beautiful place. And you're open-minded about learning and exploring and being adventurous and so on and so forth. So Nellie talks about dating and finding, being that high value person and finding that same high value person to match your value. So I love, I love that message. I've also had Dr. Jen Mann on the show. She's a therapist who was on MTV and she's been on um, all sorts of shows helping celebrities um, with their relationships. And she wrote The Relationship Fix. And she we talk about all of the things that need to be done to fix your relationship. And again, it comes down to that hard work. Are we willing to do that hard work without taking the, you know, the easy route? Are we, do we want to just sweep it under the ro- the rug? Or do we want to face it? And how do we communicate really, really well? And uh, Jen's been on the show a couple of times. I actually need to get her back on the show because I just love talking to her. Her um, advice is very simple and common sense. And I really value the advice that she gives out because, as I said, I am really uh, intrigued and fascinated by relationships, friendships, sexual relationships, uh, personal relationships, because it is the way we relate to one another that is a wonderful part of our life. You know, if we're not relating to people in a way that is respectful and interesting, then it's kind of boring. So I I remember listening to a CD from Tony Robbins a million years ago, like when I got divorced about relationships with other people and it's the way you relate. And if you're not relating well, um, then how are you relating to other people? Um, The Duchess of Decorum, Patty Asai, love her too. She, um, we found each other on TikTok. She talks about, she was first talking about decorum in the workplace. And another, I love these women who are no BS, um, gives advice about how to ask for a raise, um, how much you should be making, how to uh, communicate with coworkers, your boss, and so on. And she's kind of... um, changed. She's still giving that type of advice, but now it's more as a financial advisor. And again, gives great advice. You can find her on TikTok on all social platforms. And when she comes on, she always has great stories to tell. And it's always, you're always going to be learning something from her. 
and uh, she's got a great backstory as well. So all three of these ladies have been amazing guests on the show. Again, just straight shoots straight from the hip. And Dr. Nina Savelle Rockland, who talks about her book, The Binge Cure, and Dr. Nina's practice focuses on helping people have a better relationship with food and that it's not the food, it's what's really eating at you. Um, And we kind of know that deep down, we know that it's not the food, but she goes into why do we eat crunchy foods, smooth foods, and she really gets very, very um, deep into why we're eating certain foods and what's really eating at you. And I just adore her and love the advice that she gives everybody. And then Keith Yaki, who um, has been on the show a couple of times as well. And he his the name of his business is The Married Game. And again, he talks about sexual relationships. And specifically, he talks about how to get your wife to have sex with you again. So it's it's really teaching men, you know, this is what a woman needs. This is what your wife needs. And he works with men to have better relationships with their wives. So it's not just all women. And there are definitely a few other men that I've had on the show, but this is like, you know, Keith is going to be on the show in June again. And I just love having all these people on the show and I've learned so much from them. And I know that my guests, my, um, the listeners, you guys have learned so much from them too, because I hear from you. Um, I've also had really impactful people on the show. Ethan Hirschman, who talked about, um, he's been clean and sober for 29 years and how he's helping other people, um, be clean and sober, but also from a fitness standpoint, also, uh, got to listen to his show, Zero Shoes, C- Stephen Sashin, who created this business. He's a serial entrepreneur, um, running shoes. He first started running barefoot, Zero, that's X-E-R-O. Hallie Rosa, who is um, in a wheelchair, disabled after a car accident and um, has been in Skims Ad and is an advocate for uh, people in wheelchairs. And she was just so brave to come on, on the show. Queen of Confidence, Erica Kramer, um, amazing talking about being confident. Her backstory was so inspiring. And she talks about her very vulnerable, talking about her story and how it got her from where she was to where she is now. She's so kick-ass. And um, Dr. Lisa Romano talking about uh, being a child and growing up in a narcissistic family or having a narcissistic mother or father. So those stories have been so impactful. And what I've learned the most from everybody through the things that I've done, I tried Latin dancing last year. I was grieving my mom. I can't believe this has all been in the last um, year. And, um, Actually, no, I take that back. Um, But things that I've learned, things that I've tried have been in the last year and a half. And I tried Latin dancing. It was really fun. It was really scary. I was petrified, but I I loved it. It was exhilarating. Um, I was almost on um, a Food Network show for being a terrible cook didn't make it. It was a little disappointing, but I had to celebrate my wins. I'm a terrible cook. Um, if that just gives you a clue as to what show it was. And, you know, the biggest thing I can take away from this last year is becoming more self-aware and taking 
more chances on myself. And even when I know, so the self-awareness has made me realize when I'm procrastinating, when I don't believe in what I'm doing. So the reason I might be procrastinating is maybe I don't know how to either execute it or I don't have the belief and the desire. So I go back to the drawing board to figure out, okay, Jody, what exactly is it? And that self-awareness has been very, very empowering to me. It has made me, and I've had the time to work on this because I haven't been racing to the studio anymore. And I've had the time to just breathe, journal, read, walk with my dog, spend time with my husband, spend time with my daughters, and just be grateful for the life that I have. So I'll leave you with that message is to become, um, really be grateful for what you have in your life and to see the glass half full rather than half empty. That's something that I've learned. And be really, really aware of what you're doing, why you're doing, what drives you, what scares you, and uh, try to put a plan um, in place. And if you don't know how to plan that, find some type of mentor or coach that can help you execute that so you can be successful. Because with every win and every gain comes more confidence for you to take more risks and live your most fearlessly authentic life. So thank you so much for joining me on this third anniversary of Fearlessly Authentic. And I can't wait to bring you more amazing episodes. And I will see you next week for episode 179. Woo! Bye, everybody. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.